0: All right, It's about to get kind of nasty now With these <laughs> with these picks
1: I, I have a feeling I know your next pick You think so? I'm 99% sure I know your next pick I'll be shocked if I'm wrong
0: You, I, Man I'm torn between two Bryce Because I don't think the other guys going to come back to me I'm torn between two man I, I really really am
1: <sighs> I'll, I'll tell you what if, if you don't take the one I assume you're going to take, he will definitely not be there.
2: <laughs> All right, so that finishes round one for us. Uh, let me recap. First pick was Travis Etienne, then DeAndre Swift, then Jerry Judy, then CeeDee Lamb, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Najee Harris, Eno Benjamin, Chuba Hubbard, Davishka Chenault, Henry Ruggs, and T. Higgins. All right, so the first round's in the books. We're starting the second round at pick 2-1. Ray, you're on the clock.
1: All right, Ray, before you pick, trade offer. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you Tyler Boyd for this pick right now. <laughs> wow, that's great value.
0: That's good value, man, but I, I'm going to make the pick, Bryce. I'm going to make oh. the pick. Oh. All right. Oh. I'm gonna make the pick, and right now we're in the second round, so I'm going to pick. I- I'm going talent. All right, I do not, do, do not like it. this landing spot. I'm not a fan of this landing spot, but I think he comes in. He provides that speed, dynamic weapon. I don't think oh, no. Deshaun Hamilton is the guy, no. so I'm gonna go. I'm going with my man Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU, I to the Denver, to the Denver Broncos at the top of the second. I've got to take the talent. I'm going Rager. Now, Great
2: choice. Yeah, that's a speed demon right there. What do you think he's running a 4-2-4-3? Four, four,
0: yeah, he's a 4-3 guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he's a threat to score anytime he touches the ball. Uh you know, I think he reminds me a little bit of Hollywood Brown. The only knock on him I think. What do you think about his uh his route tree? Do you think he can do the NFL route tree?
0: No, I don't think he can do the NFL route tree yet, but I think I don't think he's been asked to do that, but I watch these games on Sunday and they manufacture touches for their best players so much that it doesn't even matter, man. They're they're gonna find a way to get that kid the ball. He offers you immediate punt return ability. I, I think he'd be the number two to Cortland Sutton's number one there. So, you know, again, I'm not a big fan of the landing spot, but I believe in the talent. He's my wide receiver three in this class. So, uh, I'm taking Jalen Rager here at the top of the second.
2: Wow, very nice. So wide receiver three. And, and and for the record, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Deshaun Hamilton. I think he's pretty electric. He's not consistent enough. And I think Sutton is it could be a top-10 dynasty receiver. So if, if Rager goes to Denver here, i got to drop my, my love for Hamilton. But if Denver doesn't draft a receiver, um, that love increases. Garrett, what do you think about Jalen Rager before we move on to your pick?
1: That was the guy I was assuming he was going to pick. I know he's loved Rager from day one. Uh, uh, it's not the best landing spot in the world. Uh, but he, there's absolutely an opportunity there for a speedster like him.
2: All right. Well, you're on the clock.
0: All right. Uh, I Wait a minute, Price. Wait a minute. I've Uh-oh. got a trade okay. for you. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I've got a trade for you. I will give you my next pick. So coming up, I will give you that for, okay. uh, I will trade you, um, who am I going to trade you? Let's go with a tight end. I'll trade you Mandrews, Mark Andrews for this pick coming up. For your pick right now, I'll give Ooh. you Mark Andrews for your dynasty roster. Are you going to two four and Andrews? Yes. Just, yeah, two oh. four and Mark Andrews for Ooh. this pick. Oh,
1: Woo. that's, 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 a, that's a too no much brainer. to pass up. I gotta, I gotta give it to you. It's your pick, my man. All
0: right, all right. So right here, this is I'm hedging. I'm hedging a tad bit because I don't know if they're gonna resign this running back. And if they don't resign him, I think J.K. Dobbins is gonna be in a blow up situation. He's the last one of the big six for me. Don't love the landing spot immediately, but I'm taking J.K. Dobbins here to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he is a, a phenomenal running back prospect. I really wanted to get him um, before Jalen Rager. So for me to go Rager and Dobbins, you know, I'll gladly give up Andrews. I'll see you later, Mark. I'll, I'll deal with tight end later on. And I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins right here as the heir apparent to Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville.
2: I think that's a great trade for you, Ray. Uh, you know, you have a few tight ends in this class and then. Obviously, you know all too well the 2021 tight end class is going to be special. Uh, I really love J.K. too, but uh, obviously Leonard Fournette's in his way. You know, this is our mock draft, so it's kind of confusing that they're taking J.K. here. But he's a great talent. If he doesn't go to Jacksonville, he probably moves up my board. Uh, if he does go to Jacksonville, I'd have to consider. Garrett, do you regret making that deal now that JK's off the board?
1: I do like J.K. a lot, but I still feel good about it. He was not going to be my pick, and uh, I think Mark Andrews is a legit top five uh, tight end. Uh, if he's not already, he is in the very near future.
2: All right. So actually, the way this is – I'm on the clock, but the way this is unfolding, I can actually take a tight end at 2-5 since, Ray, you don't pick again until 2-7. Now you have a whole lot tight end. So I'm going to wait if I want to address that tight end. And there's a few guys that I like. You know, obviously, I think Tyler Wallace would be my pick here if it wasn't for the ACL injury. So I'm gonna go with. This could be a stretch. This could be a stretch, but I'll tell you why I like this player. Running back is always a good position to take because they're so hard to get. You know, receivers you seem to be able to find sleeper receivers now and then, but running backs are hard to get. So this pick I'm gonna take AJ Dillon in Baltimore, and the reason I'm taking him is one. You know, I, I like this 2017. He's six foot two forty five. To me, I see him as a as a merger between a Mark Ingram and a Gus Edwards, kind of combined in one. Do you guys remember Jamal Lewis? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jamal Lewis was 6'1", 240, right? A.J. Dillon's 6'2", 245. And Jamal Lewis ran a 4.58. So I want to see what A.J. Dillon runs. If he runs around a 4.58 at the combine, I'm going to be all over this guy, and I think he's going to move up the draft board. Because if he could go to Baltimore and be a Jamal Lewis-type back, with Lamar Jackson, who we just saw, is a special player, even against the best defense in the NFL. You add Justice Hill as a change of pace back. I'm excited to see how Dylan uh, measures the combine and, and how he becomes a pro. So I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to go A.J. Dylan at the
1: 2-3. I am actually not a Dylan fan. Uh, I have not really liked his tape so far. It's It's not that I think he's a horrible player. But I don't think he's going to really catch much at the next level. I Actually, he probably won't even be on the field on third downs. But I I don't think he's going to catch much at the next level. And there was often where I I would watch him play. And as a big physical runner, he would fall forward, which I like. But I very rarely saw him actually fully break a tackle and continue upfield. It was always... I got hit and I dragged him, but then I fell down, and and so I just didn't see enough explosion there for me to get too excited. He's had a couple good games uh, recently, and and uh, I'll dig into those when I get a chance. But I'm just not a big Dylan guy so far.
0: Yeah, I'm making the. I'm mean, that's the face that I'm making because I don't think he's running anywhere near four or five. Um, to be as big as he is. The difference between Jamal Lewis, Jamal Lewis is going to run through your face. He was going to punish you play after play after play. And I just as big as A.J. Dillon is, he plays soft to me. Um, He's got that one highlight reel stiff arm. That was a phenomenal stiff arm. But I mean, I, I don't think I think he's going to run. And I, and I don't mean to, you know, knock anybody who loves A.J. Dillon. I think he's going to run closer to four seven than he does low 4.5s. Um, I don't think he has much lateral agility whatsoever. His three cone is going to be atrocious. I don't think he's going to jump high, which shows that explosion. I, I just think he's going to test poorly. And I think he was a good college back, much like Andre Williams, a former Boston College running back. I, yeah. I just don't foresee him. Um, having the juice in the NFL to make anything happen on the edges. And a lot of people like to compare, like, oh, Derrick Henry's a big back. Derrick Henry also dropped a 4'5 at 6'3", 250 pounds. And I've never seen Derrick Henry get caught from behind. I just don't see that happening with A.J. Dillon. This is
2: why the combine is so important for anybody out there that's just evaluating prospects. If A.J. Dillon goes to the combine and he has a poor vertical jump, you know, he has a poor cone drill – he has a poor 40-yard dash. You know, his tape means little to me because it shows that he's just an underperforming athlete at running back. So if he goes to the combine and just looks terrible, this is not my pick. But if he goes to the combine surprises a lot of people, you add that to the landing spot or the Ravens, you know, I'm going to roll the dice and take a shot. But enough about that pick. Garrett, you got the next two picks plus Mark Andrews. So what are you going to do at 2-4 and 2-5?
1: All right, so I got I got these back-to-back options here. Uh, so first, uh, I'm going to take Tyler Johnson uh, going to the Cowboys. I, I like that landing spot. Gallup has emerged, but uh, with the way that they want to run that offense, I could see them airing it out quite a bit and Ty Johnson being that physical chain-mover type guy. I don't think he's going to have a ton of like big highlight plays but when man when we need a first down and we need somebody to run a good route, get a little bit of separation or it's a it's a physical play, um, we need a big body to be able to box somebody out and get the ball. I think Ty Johnson's going to Tyler Johnson's going to be able to do that. So I'm going to take him out of Dallas and then I get the next pick as well and I am going to go I got to do it. He's falling too far and I love him. Uh, this this is a little bit of a heart pick. I don't even know that it's the best pick, but my heart wouldn't let me go any further without taking him. I'm taking Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, he ended up in New Orleans. If he can end up getting that, that old Mark Ingram role, I love it. He can do a little bit of everything. Meanest, most nasty running back in the draft. Uh, runs with a chip on his shoulder, fifth-year senior, so he's a little bit older. But he's got the speed for the breakaway. He's got enough moves to make guys miss, and he is not afraid to just run it right down your throat. So I'll take uh, I'll take Keyshawn Vaughn going to New Orleans. All right, very good. Ray, what are your thoughts on those two picks?
0: Tyler Johnson, like the player. Um, landing spot, you know, I'm out here in Texas, so I'm a big Cowboys fan. I just don't know how much of a fantasy impact he would have in Dallas. I mean, it's Amari Cooper, it's Ezekiel Elliott, and it's Michael Gallup. So while I like the player, I think it might take him a little bit of time to actually make a fantasy impact. But I do think um, he's a phenomenal talent. As far as Keyshawn Vaughn in New Orleans, I kind of like that. I think that's a little bit of a sleeper pick. Um, don't know if Kamara is, you know, a full-time feature back. And yes, they've got Lat Murray there, but I've, I believe he only had a, uh, a two-year deal two, or maybe it's four yeah it, it's a two-year two deal year. yeah I could see Keyshawn kind of stepping in and being that lead back role or being in that uh, Latavius Murray role so I think that's a sneaky spot and with the fourth uh fourth round draft capital that's nothing to sneeze at either so um and I and I think Keyshawn Vaughn is a talented talented pro ready running back he can run the ball and catch the ball so I like that pick
2: all right. Now, now real quick, if the Cowboys select Tyler Johnson, that could mean that they're not going to re-sign Amari Cooper. So how do you feel about Tyler Johnson if it's him and Michael Gallup in that offense?
0: Well, I would definitely love it, but Jerry Jones is going to get his guy. I, I think Jerry takes care of his. I, I believe that Amari Cooper is going to get signed. But for the sake of uh, the argument, if, if Amari is gone, then I'd love it. I I, if, I I would say we are... I mean, that's a steal. He should have been drafted in the first round. Yeah, All that's right. probably so,
2: true.
0: Yeah, so I'm on the clock
2: now. And, you know, since, Ray, you traded your tight end, I'm not going to allow you to pick a tight end just in case you're eyeing them. So at 132, New England took Albert Abuno. He's 6'5", 260, and he is a dangerous mismatch. You know, likely he's probably running a 4.75, right, 4.740. But if he runs a 4.5 or 4.6, if he runs that fast, he's going to shoot up draft boards. What do you guys think his 40
1: is? You know, I haven't watched quite enough to, to give a good guess on him. I, I still have a lot of work to do on my tight ends. Most of my uh, study so far has been focused on the running backs and wide receivers. That said, I, just like everybody else, I've seen the highlights. I've seen uh, the big plays that he can make. And he's an explosive player. And honestly, I, I kind of forgot about him going to New England. I probably would have taken him with one of those two picks. That's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. If he is selected by the Patriots, then I think that's a fantastic pick. He's not my tight end one in this class, but uh, that landing spot, and he is talented, I think that would, uh, you know, that'd be enough to warrant a selection here in the mid-second.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, clearly everybody loves saying tight ends go to New England, obviously because everyone thinks it's the next Gronk. So if he does, I'm sure someone's going to overdraft him. He's not going to last to the, you know, to the 2-6. But if he goes to the combine and he runs fast, I think a lot of people are going to compare him to T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant. And, and obviously we've seen what Hawkinson do. And uh, Noah Fant shine a little bit last week. So uh, if he lights up the combine, I think he's going to move up draft boards. And if he goes to New England especially, uh, he'll probably go at the end of the first round in rookie draft. So you know, I'm going I'm to go ahead and take the, uh, the tight end at 2-6. So, Ray, you're on the clock.
0: Now, we're talking about fantasy football, right? Like, I'm just, I just want to make, I just want to make sure this is people who are going to score fantasy points for our roster. Correct. That's correct. All right. Well then I am going to shock the world and I'm going to select a quarterback, but I'm not going to take the quarterback that everybody's thinking. I'm not taking Tua. I'm not taking Herbert and I'm not taking Joe Burrow. If Jalen hurts lands with the Carolina Panthers, if Jalen hurts, let me preface that again. I, I mean, I'm so excited for this pick. If he ends up in Carolina, I think he will have a shot to be that Cam Newton replacement and in the back a backfield with with Christian McCaffrey, with with uh, Curtis Samuel, with DJ Moore in that kind of zone read. And, and look at it, man. I, I read an article today. On ESPN.com, where the top three MVP candidates are Russell Wilson, the uh, D- uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson. And you know what? All three of those quarterbacks have in common—they can all run the ball. They're threats. They're dangerous on the ground. Jalen Hurts can do that. If if you know one-read quarterback, you know if you're first or second-read in there, you take off with that big six-foot-one, six-foot-two, two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred thirty-pound frame with CMC back there. I would absolutely love. Love that landing spot for Jalen Hurts. I think from day one, you know, he's a quarterback that's going to give you four to five hundred yards on the ground and a couple of rushing touchdowns combined with what he can do through the air. And he doesn't have to be super prolific down the field because you can get DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel quick screens, screen the ball to Christian McCaffrey. And you know what? Those running back screens that go for 60 yards, those count. <laughs> Those count as passing yards, so I like, I love the Carolina landing spot for Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to go ahead and grab him right here. It's it's upside time right here in the second. So I think he's got tons of upside.
2: So before, Garrett, before I let you get get uh, comment on this pick, I, Ray, with your picks with taking Etn at one and taking Hurts above Tua and Burroughs, I'm not sure if you're a Ryan Pace GM or a Chris Ballard GM. I don't know if this is like (laughs) stealth mode or you're just way off with your picks. But time will tell, right? I mean, I think you made great points. Garrett, what do you think about this pick?
1: You know, when he first said that, I thought he was off his rocker. However, I, I know better than that with my boy Ray. He's one of the smartest to do this. And and he was playing chess while I was playing checkers. I was thinking, hey, you know, you take you take a first round quarterback. That makes sense. He's ahead of it. He's already thinking about Cam Newton and, and what's going on there. And, you know, I've been talking about that as well with, you know, Kyle Allen. He's, he's done all right, But is it really his job? If if that is the landing spot and if he get a fair shake at the starting role at an early, you know, first or second season, that could be absolutely electric. We've seen the, um, the diagram of how to make this work. Lamar Jackson's painting it beautifully right now, um, and, and we've seen some other guys do it. I think he's most comparable to Lamar uh, because he's not necessarily a guy that is electric with his arm, um, but he is absolutely a monster with his legs. And so I think he compares most closely to Lamar in that sense. And you have a guy like Christian McCaffrey back there receivers like uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, even Ian Thomas, people are kind of forgetting about him because of Greg Olson, but he's, I think he's going to be a weapon for them as well. That's actually a really good landing spot, really sneaky, good pick. And I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't think of that.
2: Garrett, you're on the clock.
1: I mean, all right. So the player that I would pick would be Tylan Wallace. He's taken in the first round here by San Francisco. However, uh, this is the one area that I am going to use actual real life to alter this pick We know that he got injured. He's out for the year and he's already coming back to school So I'm kind of eliminating that from my mind while I'm doing this whether that I'm cheating or not I'm not quite sure. So with that that really only leaves one Non-quarterback left in the first round and although I don't love the landing spot. He is a very talented player and the draft capital has to mean something. Uh, so I'm going to take Devonta Smith uh, for the Jaguars. I would be shocked for him to really go in the first round. But he he is moving up people's boards. He's shown what he can do. He had that incredible five touchdown game a few weeks ago. Really good route runner. I, I think people forget how fast he is because of Judy and Rugs there. I think people kind of discount him as like the little brother. And that's not the case. So, yeah, give me give me the first rounder to the Jags.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, he goes under the radar playing with Judy and Ruggs uh, as his teammates. But if you say that Judy's got the best feet of the, of the crew and Rugs has the best feet, I think I think Devonta Smith has the best hands of the trio. Um, you know, he showed good speed and good route running skills. Ray, what's your take on uh, Devonta Smith?
0: I've, I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. One of the most a lot of people kept saying the big three and it was Judy Ruggs and uh, Jalen Waddell. And I said, no, no, no. Devonta Smith is he plays second fiddle to none of those guys coming out of high school. He was rated higher than Henry Ruggs. I mean, this kid is uh, he he for me. I think he's one of those guys throughout the pre-draft process. He can have that Terry McLaurin like rise, you know, somebody that you're not talking about as much. But he's going to test pretty well. He's going to do good You know, in his routes. He's going to look good. He's got the production stats. I think he's going to get to the NFL and make a solid pro. Is he ever going to be an all pro dominant number one wide receiver? I don't know about that, but I think he can be a solid, solid number two, sort of in that he reminds me of Marvin Jones. He really reminds me of Marvin Jones. And if you tell me that Devonta Smith turns into Marvin Jones, I'll take that any day of the week.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, so that puts me on the clock. And and I'm debating between two players right now, but, you know, I'm going to go with my man crush this year. And that's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. They have him in this mock draft going to Cleveland at, at the fourth round. Uh, so, with this pick, I'm going to assume that Jarvis Landry's out the door. Uh, they're going to pair Michael Pittman alongside uh, OBJ. Last year, Colin Johnson was my man crush, but he's he's kind of tailed off a little bit. So this year is Pittman. You know, he's got great size. He's 6'4", uh, 215, right? So he's a big receiver. Uh, you know, he uses his size uh, to overmatch defensive backs. He's developed well by his father, Michael Pittman, a former Buccaneer running back. Really, injuries in a crowded depth chart have kept Pittman from seeing the field much prior to this year. So what do you think about this pick, Michael Pittman to Cleveland in the fourth round?
1: Yeah, if that's the case that Jarvis Landry's out the door, could be a good pick. He's I, I struggle with him because I wasn't a huge fan of his last season, but I've, I've watched snippets. I haven't dug in super deep, but the snippets that I've seen, I've been really impressed uh, so far. It's it's a tough situation what's going on out, out there in USC with all the injuries, and um, you know, they're, they're not quite exactly where they hoped they would be at this point in the season, uh, but he's still making plays out there despite that, and I, I respect a guy that, Uh, Still presses on, still is attempting to make plays for his team, uh, despite adversity. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I think it's a solid pick as well. I'm a big fan of Michael Pittman. I'm a USC Trojans fan, so I watch every game. And he's really elevated his game this year. And coming into the season, all we talked about was Amon Ross St. Brown. But Michael Pittman has been the best wide receiver on the Trojans team this year. Uh, Big-bodied wideout with good speed. And he has a good NFL pedigree with his dad uh, being Michael Pittman Senior, who is running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I forgot who else he played for, but that NFL pedigree to his game, he's he's a good he's a good wide receiver.
2: All right, well that puts Ray you on the clock at two ten. I'm going to make you a trade offer because my player is still on the board. Would you take Curtis Samuel for the two ten? <laughs>
0: It's funny because the player that I'm thinking about picking is sort of like a Curtis Samuel. Oh, so, uh, I knew
1: you were going there, man. So, oh. so
0: I'm going to I'm gonna make my pick here. I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to take the young gun and I'm going to draft. If, if he lands in this spot, I think it would be a good spot for him because I don't believe Marvin Jones will be back. And I like I, K.J. Hamler, the dynamic little old wide receiver out of Penn State. He's good another man. one of those speed guys. Uh, you pair him with Kenny Galladay, with TJ Hawkinson, you know, in this case with a Chupa Hubbard at running back, or even if it's Kerryon Johnson, I love uh, what he can do. He's somebody that's not going to command 10 targets a game. But if you give that kid, you know, five targets and a couple of a uh, couple of handoffs and you manufacture those touches for him, those jet sweeps, I think, you know, every now and then he can have a blow up game for you. So I'll take KJ Hamler, the dynamic wide receiver out of Penn State.
2: So, so before we move on to your your thoughts, Gary, what, why KJ over Curtis Samuel, who's kind of proven at the NFL level and just kind of evolving as a receiver in his own right? Well,
0: because I got Jalen Hurts, so I'm still gonna get those uh, Curtis Samuel points whenever Jalen Hurts is j- jumping off uh, touchdown passes. But um, in reality, um, I like Curtis Samuel, but you know at, at this point. Uh, I just wanted to make the pick. I wanted to take KJ Hamler here. If it were, if it were, if it were like for real, for real, I probably would have taken the trade. But you know what? Damn it. We're doing the exercise and I wanted KJ Hamler. I wanted to talk about him. I didn't want Price to take him. So that's why I declined your offer. I, I'm yeah. taking KJ Hamler. You're, you're letting the
2: listeners know you're playing your flag right there. That's your guy. Yeah, I'm taking Hamler. Gary, what do you think about that pick?
0: It's a good
1: pick. That's. There have been a couple times where I was like, Ray's going to freaking take this guy. And then he does. <laughs> um, so this was another one of those. It's, it's a really good pick.
2: All right. Well, we're two away from uh, ending the second round. So, Garrett, you're on the clock. Ray, any last trade offers for 211? Is anybody on the board that you like? Nah,
0: I, I, I'm good. I'll let you guys have at it.
1: All right. Go ahead, Garrett. With my last pick. It's a guy that I haven't necessarily been huge fan of, but he has been slowly creeping up my board. There have been some some impressive games lately uh, against some decent defenses, and I think that's what's really surprised me because I, I really kind of thought of this guy as more of a plotter more than uh, an athletic, quick twitch running back. But I think he I think he's got a little bit more mobility uh, than I than I initially gave him credit for, and he's a much better receiver. Than I had realized uh, more I'm digging in. So I'm actually going to go Zach Moss here, and he is going to Washington. And that was the other thing that put it over the top for me. I am a huge Darius Geis guy, and I do think that he keeps that job once he finally gets healthy. That said, if he doesn't, that would be a pretty good situation for Zach Moss to go into. It's a young offense that's still trying to figure things out, despite all the drama that's going on with Trent Williams. Their offensive line hasn't been atrocious, uh, which is a good sign. I do think they get some some things sorted out there. Terry McLaurin's obviously a stud, uh, so they have a legitimate wide receiver uh, there. And 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 I, I am I am starting to like the kid a little bit more. He's still not anywhere near the top, you know, top running backs in the class for me, but uh, he's he's probably right around that that ten range. Of of the RBs, if I if I ranked him out right now, so uh, I can I can live with Zach Moss. Ray, what do
2: you think about that pick?
0: Yeah, I echo those same sentiments. um I really thought he was a two down plotter, but he does have a little more wiggle than I gave him credit for. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I do not believe he's a weapon um, in the passing game, but I'll give him a little bit of credit. You know, he does have some ACL injury history. But I think that's not the worst landing spot. And right here, when you're talking about the back end of the second, you might as well take a shot on a position that is valuable. And running backs have so much value in fantasy, so much value in dynasty. So I think that's a that's a solid pick here.
2: Now now Garrett, if, if the Redskins take Moss, are we selling guys? Are we done with Geiss?
1: Uh, probably not because it's a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick means almost nothing you know there are times fifth round picks don't even make the team so I, I wouldn't necessarily sell Geis uh, but I do think that that would be a very interesting running back battle because we don't know we don't know what Geis is going to be like when he finally comes back we don't know how explosive he'll be um, if he still is able to do some of the things he's able to do before all these injuries so I do think it would be more of a uh, camp battle but I wouldn't necessarily say I would give up on Geis if they took Moss in the fifth round Ray, what's your thoughts on Geis?
0: Uh, I, I'm a big Darius Geis fan. I love the kid's character. I love his physical play. I just want him to get healthy. And um, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't trust the Washington Redskins medical staff. So I'm just hoping he gets the care that he needs in order to yeah. get back on the field. But, you know, it is concerning. It's concerning.
2: Yeah, now we'll see by the end of this year if, if Geis is the real deal. And if he's not, the Redskins may use high draft capital on a running back next year. All right, well, with the last pick, In the second round, you know, I'm debating between uh, T.J. Vasher. You know, I really like him. I want to see his combine. But I'm just going to go with the 1-1 overall in this class. I mean, you know, at the two twelve, you know, I'm going to go with the franchise quarterback, Tua. You know, in my eyes, this guy right here, he's a special quarterback. You know, the question is a lot of people are going to have, you know, Ray, maybe you can answer this for me or Garrett. Did Tua make the receivers or did the receivers make Tua, right? Everything that I've seen right now is that Tua is a special player. I mean, he's got a beautiful touch ball. He's got great accuracy. He's got a quality arm. He seems like he can make every throw in the NFL. He also has sneaking rushing ability. But if Tua is the 1 1 in this draft at the 212, I got to take a shot at him and maybe sit him on my bench for a few years. Garrett, what's your thoughts on Tua? And then we'll get to you, right?
1: Yeah, Tua seems to really be that guy. There's a, there's not a lot that he doesn't do well. He's a little bit undersized, but uh, if we've seen anything in the NFL over the past two or three seasons, uh, that doesn't really matter as much anymore. I mean, the, the all-time leading passer is you know, just a hair over six foot. So I don't think that's much of an issue. I think he's a really talented quarterback. And yeah, I mean, getting him at the last pick of the second round, that's a steal. Good pick.
2: Ray, does, does Tua make the receivers or do the receivers make Tua?
0: I, I think it's... Um... I definitely think what Tua is doing, he deserves a hell of a lot more credit than what he's getting. And I think a byproduct of the Alabama fatigue is us coming up with different narratives. But don't get it twisted. Mac Jones didn't look nearly as proficient throwing to those same wide receivers as Tua does. Uh, I'm not going to say Tua makes those wide receivers, but he is the straw that stirs that drink. And he is a special, special talent at the quarterback position. And he will go down as one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, period.
2: All right. Well, that does it for the second round. So, you know, I'm a few whiskeys deep. So let me see if I can read this second round. We got Ray, you took Jalen Rager at the 2-1. Then J.K. Dobbins, uh, you traded with, with Garrett. You gave up Mark Andrews to get J.K. Dobbins. I took A.J. Dillon. Uh, Gary, you got Tyler Johnson and Mark Andrews at the 2-4. 2-5 was Keyshawn Bonds. Uh, 2-6 was Albert O. 2-7 was Jalen Hurts. 2-8 was Devonta Smith. 2-9 was Michael Pittman junior two ten was KJ Hamler. 2-11 was Zach Moss. And two twelve was two of the 1-1 overall. So the draft's complete, but I got to ask an encore question now. We completed 24 picks, but we're still four picks shy of completing a two-round 14-team mock draft. So let's give the listeners a little something more. This first question I have is for you, Ray. Uh, On October 31st, there was a Twitter poll by at Ray PFSA. And you commented that you would prefer Devin Singletary to a late second round in this class. uh, And he said that was fixed 210 to 214 in a 14 dynasty. Now, of course, if the Bills draft Jonathan Taylor, as this mock predicts, I'm sure that takes going to change. But let's say of the 24 prospects off the board, uh, the remaining players left, do you still stand by that? Or are there any players you'd rather have than Devin Singletary right now?
0: Um, you know, if I were going to take a tight end, I really like Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Um, but I probably would still take Devin Singletary. You know, if you told me K.J. Hamler or Devin Singletary, give me the running back. And where we are with the running backs that were left, like I'm not a big fan of Kylan Hill um, and in that landing spot with the Rams. I don't know how I feel about that. So I would still take Devin Singletary uh, based off of what we're doing uh, today and what's on the board. I would take Singletary.
2: All right. And and Garrett, can you give me your uh, remaining top four players on the board in this draft? Um, This is for all those 14 teamers needing us to finish these rookie drafts.
1: Yeah. So I think the next one for, for me would be Joe Burrow. Uh, going to Minnesota there's just so many weapons there if if they take a quarterback that's that's a, a beautiful landing spot so I think Joe Burrow would be my next one followed by KJ Hill out of Ohio State he's going to New England uh, and that could end up being a, a beautiful landing spot we don't know how much longer uh, Julian Edelman will be able to be there uh, he is getting a little long in the tooth but KJ Hill is a very underrated player in this class. Uh, you know, people will be frustrated at times by his A dot and different things like that. But uh, we, we saw Paris Campbell flourish, we saw uh, Terry McLaurin flourish. I think he'll be fine at the next level as well. Next would be TJ Basher going to Minnesota. I would have considered taking him earlier, but uh, the Minnesota landing spot's a little brutal with basically being Stephon Diggs and then Adam Thielen, and then it's kind of everybody else. Uh, you still And you still have to worry about Irv Smith as he's developing and uh, the, the passing game to the running back. So I just don't know that there would be a ton of volume there, but I do like the player and I do like the second-round pedigree. Uh, and my fourth one, I'm going to go Antonio Gandy golden. It's a, it's a steal to get him in the sixth round of a, of a draft. Uh, so he would be, he would be the last one. The Chicago landing spot is brutal. The sixth round pick is brutal. Um, but I, I could see him doing similar to what Preston Williams has done this year, where, you know, he, he was kind of too far down people's boards, but at some point talent just wins out regardless of what kind of situation it is. And I think he's that type of player that could do that.
0: And and I'm gonna jump in right here. Two guys that I would have taken in the mid second that weren't in this mock are Te- University of Texas wide receiver Devin Duvernay and South Carolina wide receiver Brian Edwards. They both should have been. You yeah. Know, those are two, Edwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are those are two guys that I would have taken over uh, Jalen Hurts, and I would have that pick that I traded uh, price for J.K. Dobbins. I would have taken Brian Edwards right there at the top of the second. So, but I I, I really think Edwards. You know. You know, and you didn't make this mock. We didn't make this mock, but Brian Edwards would have been there in that second. And if you were asking me, would I take Devin Singletary or Brian Edwards? I'd probably go with Brian Edwards.
1: Me too. Absolutely. I love Brian Edwards. He's he's probably my wide receiver five right now.
0: Yeah, he's good, man.
2: Yeah, excellent take. I mean, you know, when the combine comes around, these guys are going to shoot a board. So remember those names. Guys, you did excellent. Uh, let me get you out of here on a series of quick questions. Garrett, we'll go back to you again. What's your feeling on this class as a whole compared to the 2018 class?
1: 2018 is an interesting comp. Uh, there are uh, there were a lot of good running backs. It ended up being a better running back class than I think we even originally uh, anticipated. We all knew that Barkley was good, uh, but we weren't sure about how the rest of the, the guys would shake out. Obviously, Nick Chubbs uh, really helped solidify the class. But I, I, I would say that I think this class is better than that class. Um, you know, we're still waiting to see what guys is going to do carry got injured again. Sony Michelle's had a weird year, you know, Penny never quite panned out. Jones never quite panned out. So even though we, we had a lot of love and hype for these guys, they, they kind of fizzled a little bit. Actually, even as I'm talking, I'm realizing it more like, you know, we loved the class. And and all of a sudden in their rookie seasons, we thought it was really good. And now that I'm looking at it, it's it's actually a little bit underwhelming. So I would absolutely take this class over, over that class. I think it most closely compares actually to the 17 class.
2: And, and Ray, of all these running backs and receivers, do you think any of these are going to become top 10 dynasty assets in the NFL?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I think from these running backs, I'm in mean, and I, I'm trying to be conservative here. But a player like DeAndre Swift, a player like Travis Etienne, a player like Jonathan Taylor, I think those three right off the bat have that potential to be top three, uh, top ten dynasty assets. And I believe, depending on landing spot, I mean, if Sw- whoever ends up in KC has a chance to be top ten immediately, especially if it's one of, I'm just going to say the big six, uh, Hubbard, Etienne, Taylor Swift, Dobbins, or Cam Akers. I, I think they have a chance Taylor right away. Swift. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift, right? I think they've got a chance right away from the wide receivers. Um, it's tough because that development is is much different than the running back position. But of course, somebody's got a chance. Of course, a Jerry Judy or a Laviska Shenault with the ceiling, or you know, Henry Ruggs is the closest thing to a Tyree Kill that that we've seen come through the league. So I think they all have a, a chance. But I really look at those running backs as the guys who have a chance to do it a lot faster.
2: You know, I can't thank you both enough for coming into the lounge. Now, before we turn out the lights for the night, what are some other things our listeners should know? Garrett, whatever you want the listeners to know. I mean, I know you've had some angry orchards tonight. Tell the listeners what they need to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, ultimately, uh, fantasy football is we, – we do this for fun. Uh, you know, we're, we're not making crazy money doing this. Uh, you know, we're, we we do this because we, we love the game. We love, uh, college football. We love NFL football. Uh, and it's an opportunity to be able to talk and interact. And, and, uh, I would just, I would just encourage people to, to embrace, uh, the fantasy football community. You're, you're going to have a rotten apple or two, but, uh, on the whole 95% of the, the guys and gals that do this, uh, are genuinely good people and just want to interact and have a good time and talk with you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to follow up on what Price said. And, And we do this as a, you know, as a hobby. We're passionate about it. And it takes a lot of time and effort. And for somebody who, you know, yourself, you've got a podcast and Garrett is on a podcast and I have one. Man, if this stuff were easy, everybody would be doing it. It's not just plugging a microphone in and talking and boom, there you go. So I would just say that even if you don't agree with somebody, even if you think somebody's rankings or evaluations are way off. Man, there's a way to disagree and be respectful at the same time. You don't have to be, you know, a hole to people. You don't have to be, you know, nasty and ugly to one another. Life is too short for that. This is a game within a game. It's like a proxy for a game that we all play. And, you know, there, there's no reason to be to be nasty to one another off of, you know, that's my running back one. No, he's the running back two. Who cares man like it's a hobby it's a fun game if you don't like it unfollow the person but you don't have to be an ass about it you know just i I think there's a way to go about doing this it's a a fun hobby and you can be respectful and disagree at the same time people put a lot of work into this there's a lot of work that goes into these podcasts and the writing and the film breakdowns. so just if you don't like it you don't always have to comment and be rude man people just need to treat everybody else a little bit better sometimes
2: yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. And I know you guys are both very busy, Ray. You got a, a, a newborn. Gary, you have a family as well. So so much love to both of you. Thank you for taking your time out uh, of your schedule to talk fantasy with me. So whether you're drinking ice cold, angry orchards, or you're drinking <laughs> Irish whiskey tea, or or you're drinking single single batch bourbon on ice, you know we always got something in common. We can talk about fantasy football. So, so anytime you guys want to come to the lounge, you are more than welcome. Uh, I will pull a seat out for you. We will discuss fantasy football. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. So we're going to end it real quick on this. I want to have one last question. Uh, I need each of you to give me a bold prediction on this class. Give me some fire that that only you guys can. And something that the listeners need to keep their eye on as this rookie class quickly approaches. Go ahead, Garrett.
1: My hot take is that we will have four running backs from this class that within the next two seasons will be top eight running back picks. Whew.
0: Whew. that's hot. Ray, can you beat that one? I don't know if I can beat that one because I completely agree, but my hot take that, I, that I'm going to stand by, and if I'm wrong, I'll go on and say that I'm wrong, but Jalen Hurts is going to be a top 12 dynasty quarterback.